الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنا أنزلناه في ليلة مباركة إنا كنا منذرين فيها يفرق كل أمر حكيم أمر من عندنا إنا كنا مرسلين Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters, we are presently in the month of Sha'ban and we are already on the doorstep of the month of Ramadan. In the last program, we discussed the importance of preparing for the month of Ramadan and what we should be doing, what our mindset should be, how we should be preparing, the dua that we should be making. Alhamdulillah, we are making the dua we are being reminded obviously allahumma sallimni li ramadan wa sallim ramadan li wa sallimhu li mutaqabbala allahumma barik lana fi rajab wa sha'ban wa ballighna ramadan so all this is building up the enthusiasm for the mubarak month in any case this is something we should be doing and inshallah we are doing but allah taala out of his grace and mercy before the month of ramadan allah taala blessed us with some special virtues in the month of Sha'ban. So that in order to acquire these virtues, you will become a little bit conscious. And this itself will serve as a preparation for the Mubarak month of Ramadan. The month of Sha'ban, Nabi Islam used to fast excessively in this month. Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa says that Nabi Islam used to fast almost the entire month. Though the Ummad has been advised that in the latter half of this month they should maybe avoid fasting too often if a person fears that this could result in one becoming a little weak while the month of Ramadan approaches because the whole month of Ramadan one has to fast if one kept fast for the whole month of Sha'ban and then will get weakened in the month of Ramadan then it is better to not fast in the latter half of this month. But Nabi Islam used to fast for almost the entire month. So this month has some special significance and in particular it is the 15th night of Sha'ban. So the 15th night of Sha'ban is round the corner. On Sunday night would be the eve of the 15th so the 15th night of Shaban is Sunday night. So we need to be aware of what is this occasion all about, what is going to be granted, and how to uh, save ourselves from becoming deprived of the virtues and of the significance of this occasion. On the one hand, it is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, that when the 15th night of Sha'ban comes, Allah wa ta'ala forgives numerous souls, more than the number of the hay on the bodies of the sheep of Bani Kalb. So Bani Kalb was a tribe that was known for its numerous number of sheep, running into the thousands maybe. So one sheep, how many fibers of wool would there be on its body? 
and thousands of sheep. Allah Ta'ala forgives more than that number on this Mubarak night. So this is an occasion to turn to Allah Ta'ala and to seek His forgiveness, to seek the maghfirat of Allah Ta'ala so that we become cleansed. And when a person is cleaned out, then he can now benefit from the Mubarak month of Ramadan. Somebody wants to pour some pure milk into a utensil, a container. So before doing that, he washes the container out properly. Because if the container is not washed out properly, then it will be a very difficult thing to really pour that pure milk and maintain its purity. That milk will fall into that container and it will get all mixed up. So the first thing is to remove the impurities, the impurity of sin. And that is by sincere tawbah, istighfar, turning to Allah Ta'ala. And now the month of Ramadan will pour that pure milk in us, into our hearts, the milk of taqwa, the milk of the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, the milk of the love of Allah Ta'ala, then a person would be able to truly enjoy this taste and it will fill his life with these qualities and it will bring about a complete change in a person's life. So both these things are important that on the one hand we cleanse ourselves of all the impurities of sin and together with that we then absorb and imbibe within us all the special mercies that Allah Ta'ala descends down in the month of Ramadan and on the 15th of Shaban for that matter. So this Mubarak month and this Mubarak day in particular, Allah Ta'ala forgives numerous souls, but at the same time in the Ahadis there are various categories of people that are mentioned who are deprived of the blessings of this month, of this day. Can we imagine if a person says, somebody makes an announcement, that everybody who is here in the madrasa, each one will be given a bar of gold. Now not on Krugaran, Krugaran is a small thing, an entire bar of gold. Even if a person just says a Krugaran too, that too would bring that kind of enthusiasm to get it. And forget Krugaran, sometimes even 10 Rand too we will do the same for it. But supposing somebody announced, I will give a bar of gold to each person in the madrasa. But certain people will be deprived of this bar of gold. Today before leaving the madrasa, everybody is going to get that bar of gold. But certain people won't get it. And who are these people? Then the person then now gives the list of who will be deprived of it. Now can we imagine that if the person says that, a person who has malice in his heart, that person will be deprived. Unless that person makes complete toba from this, clears his heart, I'll give him or her. Can we imagine anybody now deciding that I will leave that bar of gold, but I'm not going to clean my heart of the malice. There would be a, nobody in fact who would adopt that route. Everybody would say that what's in there now? Whatever happened, happened. If somebody did us something, somebody said something to us, somebody hurt us in some way, I forgive it all. I clean my heart up because this person has got some kind of machine that will detect. Obviously, there is no some, such machine. But just for understanding, to understand the example, this person has got the machine which will detect whether I have any malice in my heart. The lie detector. 
So now ask the question. The lie detector is going to give the answer. So I rather just clear my heart out completely so that I don't get deprived of the bar of gold. Now for that one bar of gold, we will do whatever it takes. To clear our hearts of malice is a very simple thing. We will do very difficult things also, which we might sometimes not be even able to do, we will still try to do it, so that we can get that bar of gold. So that bar of gold is dunya, but we know that benefit of that dunya, that bar of gold will be able to maybe get us a life of luxury and comfort, we might be able to buy the things we want, might have a palatial home, we might have a good conveyance and car, and all the other luxuries, for that we will do whatever it takes to get that bar of gold. But that bar of gold might be something that we may benefit from, we may not benefit from. It may become a source of, maybe some comfort for us, it may become a source of azab for us. We have no idea. Because this becomes both. In the world, many a person with that bar of gold, his life maybe became more comfortable, and many a person that bar of gold made his life a misery. These are realities. Ask people. Some will tell you that I wish I didn't have this wealth. All this wealth has created more misery in my life. I got left with the wealth in my hand, but I've got nothing else left. No happiness, no joy. I don't have any family. Everybody's fighting over this. And this has created all the kind of misery and hardship in my life. I wish I didn't have it. You get people talking like that. So if it comes with barakat, it comes with rahmat of Allah Ta'ala, then Alhamdulillah, it will bring peace in our lives. But if it comes without barakat, then it will be the opposite, Allah Ta'ala save us. So the issue is that that bar of gold, we have no idea what it will be. The other part is that a person might get that bar of gold. But whether he will even be able to benefit from it for one day or not, he has no idea. Person got it today and tonight he's gone. So that bar of gold will get left behind. Somebody else will enjoy it. He didn't get any benefit out of it. Not one bit of benefit. Besides looking at it, maybe holding it for a few minutes, putting it away, worrying about, I hope it will be safe. And then he had to leave this world. His time came. So the point is that all these things are very temporary. These things are very, very superficial and everybody will have to leave it someday and go and sometimes it goes away before a person even leaves Allah Ta'ala save us some things get stolen some things get lost whatever else so while a person is still around is gone and sometimes it's still around but he has to go whereas the bounties of akhirat that is everlasting the maghfirat of Allah Ta'ala and Allah Ta'ala granting a person Jannat that is everlasting. So when for something so trivial, so material, superficial, we are ready to do whatever it takes in order to get that bar of gold, then why should we not do whatever it takes to get the everlasting bounties of the hereafter? These minor trivial things, what do they really matter? Whereas Akhirat is what matters. The akhirat is everlasting. And that is what we should be striving for. So now we, sh- that we know that this is the great virtue of the 15th night of Shaban. But at the same time there is a list of those who are excluded from this great benefit. 
So we need to be very concerned that I don't fall anywhere in these categories. And I can protect myself and save myself. So that I also gain that great fazilat and virtue that Allah Ta'ala has promised. So what is the list? Who are on the list? There are various categories of people that have been mentioned. But we will just mention a few that we can in this time that is available. In one hadith, Nabi Salaam says that Allah Ta'ala will forgive everyone on the 15th of Shaban. Allah Ta'ala descends on the lowest heaven. Allah Ta'ala descending, what does this mean? It means the special mercies of Allah Ta'ala descend. So that a person now may benefit from these mercies and he may turn to Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala's special mercies descend on the lowest heaven and this is from the beginning of the night. In other words, from the time Maghrib sets in, the night has commenced. So a person shouldn't be now waiting for some other time. Already we should be turning earnestly to Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala's special mercies descend and then Allah Ta'ala forgives His entire creation. إِلَّا لِمُشْرِكٍ أَوْ مُشَاحِنٍ Allah Ta'ala forgives all the sinners except the one who commits shirk, ascribes partners with Allah Ta'ala. Such a person will not be forgiven. So we should make sincere toba from shirk. One is we might wonder that Alhamdulillah we have Iman, so what toba are we going to make from shirk? Allah's fazal that we have been saved from the bigger shirk, where a person bows down to some idol, bows down to some other being, so obviously that is total shirk and that is something we should be making shukr that Allah Ta'ala saved the summit and we should be concerned that we don't fall into it in any way. Some people believe that other than Allah Ta'ala can give cure or give some other things. This is also shirk. Allah Ta'ala alone is the doer. Allah alone is the provider. Allah Ta'ala alone is the sustainer. Allah Ta'ala is the one that grants us our needs. So we should be turning to Allah Ta'ala alone. So that is the first thing, that the major shirk. But we should also be making sincere toba from the lesser shirk and the silent shirk. And the silent shirk is riya, doing things for show, in order to acquire name and fame, doing things for other than Allah Ta'ala. So that somebody else would think of me as a very good person, or I might get some benefits out of somebody else. These are all things which are a type of shirk. It is riya, and this is a type of shirk. We should be making sincere toba from that as well. And begging Allah Ta'ala for ikhlas and sincerity in everything we do. In the hadith, Nabi Salaam says, Man samma'a samma Allahu bihi. Wa man ra'a ra'a Allahu bihi. Wa man yura'i yura'i Allahu bihi. That the one who does things for fame, then Allah Ta'ala will disgrace such a person. The one who does things to show people, Allah Ta'ala will display this evil intention of His on the day of Qiyamah to the entire creation. That this person did this with the wrong intentions. So a person who tries to do things for name and fame, Allah Ta'ala will disgrace such a person in dunya, in akhirat. We should be very careful about this. Allah Ta'ala save us. So we should make sincere toba from this. Toba from the greater shirk, from the lesser shirk. Then the second category that is mentioned in this Hadith Sharif, the person who is deprived 
as the example we took like the bar of gold. But what is the bar of gold really? Nothing. Compared to the maghfirat of Allah Ta'ala. The forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. The second person that is mentioned is Mushahin. Mushahin is a person who harbors malice. The person who has malice in his heart for others. His heart is not clean. He's harboring ill feelings for others. This is something which deprives a person of the benefits and the forgiveness of this night. What a thing. In the hadith, Nabi Wasallam once addresses Hazrat Anas and he says to him that, O oh my beloved son, in qadarta an tusbiha wa tumsiya wa laysa fi qalbika ghishun li ahadin fafal that if you can keep your heart clear and clean of malice, then do so. In other words, do whatever it takes to be so. Keep your heart clean. What does it benefit one to keep malice in one's heart? It's just a weight on the heart and it benefits nobody. It hurts us and doesn't hurt anybody else. That malice doesn't hurt anybody else. It hurts us. It hurts us physically also that the person now feels his weight and the person is this every time that this thought comes or that person passes or whatever or you see something about that person he burns within him and he feels this heaviness, this weight feels this grief so physically suffering <coughs> and spiritually suffering that he's being deprived of the great benefits of such occasions when Allah Ta'ala is forgiving numerous people, this person is getting deprived. So what a simple thing it is to just clear the heart, forgive. And by forgiving, person gets unlimited. So why deprive ourselves? Clear our hearts up. Have a clean heart. Don't harbor any malice. There has been some problem with somebody, settle it, finish it. There are sometimes some things which occur. There is some explanation to it. We didn't get the explanation. Now, shaitan puts some thoughts in our mind. That why did that person do this? Why did that person say this? Why did that person look at me like that? Why did that person uh, react to whatever I said in that manner? Now, there could have been some innocent explanation to that. It could have been something... The person was totally uh, empty, didn't have any thought in the mind. And we are now thinking that no, that person said that because of this particular issue. person was referring to a certain uh, thing that I did, or I said, or that problem that we had. Now the person was trying to just hint at me. Whereas that person innocently said something, didn't even cross his mind. Now we think, you know, the person was hinting at me. Now on that hint, we are building this jungle in the air, this dungeon in the air. As some people build castles in the air, we build dungeons in the air. And now from one thing to the other, this is the reason for that, and that is the reason for that. And the person is going into a whole long story, meanwhile it's out of nothing. There's an innocent explanation to the whole, that person was totally blank. Just said something without really thinking anything about it. We are already gone to some conclusion. So why get into all that? And now we walk around with this hate in our hearts, this malice, and then that now makes us say things sometimes, do things sometimes, which are all taking us further away from Allah Taala.
So this is something that we need to pay attention to. And clear our hearts. Daily clear our hearts. Daily make dua to Allah. Ta'ala. Ya Allah, I am forgiving whoever, whatever, clearing my heart, freeing, wiping out and cleansing all the malice from my heart. Ya Allah, I am doing this, what is in my capacity. The rest is in your hands. You clear me and forgive me totally and clean and clear up all my weaknesses. So inshallah in this manner we will find that we will move forward. We will progress. So this is the first thing that has been mentioned in this hadith that the person who commits shirk and likewise the person who harbors malice. These are the two people that will be deprived of the blessings of this month. Then the other thing is that is mentioned in this hadith there are various other categories. One of the categories that have been mentioned is Qati'u Rahimin and Aqun Diwalidei. There are two categories mentioned. One is Aqun Diwalidei, the person who is disobedient to his or her parents. Such a person is also deprived of the blessings of this night. Now, as we mentioned earlier, supposing somebody is disobedient to their parents, and now this announcement is made that this bar of gold is going to be given. But the person that is disobedient to his parents, such a person is not going to be given. Unless they make sense here, Toba today, and they settle the matter up with their parents, ask their forgiveness, sort it out, and now become obedient, then they'll be given. Otherwise not. Immediately everybody will be looking for a phone to sort it out before going home also. That before going home, I need to sort it out now because this bar of gold is going to be distributed. I can't even wait for later. So for that bar of gold, we will now commit ourselves to the obedience. So Allah Ta'ala Allah is now saying that I am going to shower down my maghfirat, which is worth more than all the gold in the world. What is one bar of gold? But the person who is disobedient to his parents, such a person is going to be deprived. How can we afford to be deprived from such a great blessing from Allah Ta'ala? We need to settle this we need to ask our parents for forgiveness. We need to make this resolution within ourselves that we will become obedient to our parents, obviously within the limits of Shariat. If parents instruct one to do something that is against the command of Deen, then with respect, with respect, not disrespectfully, to disrespect one's parents at any juncture is not permissible. With respect, we will decline to do the wrong thing. In a nice way, in a humble way, in a very respectful manner, that please excuse me from this. Unfortunately, this is something I can never... Well, we won't even say unfortunately in this case, because that is fortunate that a person doesn't do that. But it is unfortunate that a person will not be able to obey the parents in that condition. So it is unfortunate, but that will not be done. That a person obeys something that is against the commands of Allah and His Rasul wasallam, But with utmost respect, very humbly, in a good way, one will decline to do the wrong thing. But the point is, that without, that, uh, apart from that situation, wherever there are permissible things involved, then a person would be totally obedient to one's parents. And the other part that has been mentioned is, Qati'u Rahimin. The person who severs family ties. Severing family ties is a topic that we have discussed on many occasions before. But this 15th night of Shaban comes every year to remind us of this topic. And to remind us of the importance of this. 
that what is the benefits of maintaining family ties, what is the harm of severing family ties, cutting off family ties, on trivial things, on aspects of dunya, we want to sever family ties. So maintaining family ties is a very big thing. In the hadith, Nabi says, Ar-Rahimu Mu'allakatun Bil-Arsh That this family ties has been given a form. Family ties is ties with all relationship with our family members, whether it's our uncles, aunts, cousins, uh, other extended family people, to maintain a good relationship with them. Obviously, in case of ourselves, so girls will maintain a good relationship with their female cousins. The male cousins are not mahram. They are non-mahram. And therefore, any kind of relationship with them is not permissible. That is totally impermissible. So, to maintain a good relationship with one's family members, sometimes on trivial issues, people cut off ties, stop talking to family members, sisters, aunts, others, these things unfortunately happen and this is a very serious thing. So we need to become conscious of this and on this occasion we are being reminded of this. That a person should maintain family ties. Don't cut off family ties. So in this hadith, Nabi Salaam says that this family ties have been suspended with the arsh of Allah wa ta'ala, and it makes dua there. It makes dua. تَقُولْ مَنْ وَصَلَنِي وَصَلَهُ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ قَطَعَنِي قَطَعَهُ اللَّهِ that, oh Allah, the one who joins me, you join him. In other words, you maintain him. Allah Ta'ala maintains somebody. What else does a person need? And it also makes dua. This is suspended by the arsh of Allah Ta'ala. And from that point it is making dua. Man qata'ani qata'ahu Allah. Oh Allah, the one who cuts me off, you cut him off. So if somebody gets cut off by Allah Ta'ala, then besides misery, what else is the person going to be uh, experiencing in the world? It's going to be misery only. So, we need to bring back this alive. Bring the maintaining of family ties alive. So, on these occasions, a person cannot afford to be deprived of the great blessings of these nights. If a person has had some problem with some family member, whoever it may be, we settle these things. We clear the malice. We ask for forgiveness. If we have been at fault, we ask for forgiveness. Somebody else was at fault, doesn't matter. We take the courage. We take the initiative. We say, fine, everything, please, don't worry, it's all maaf, and you forgive me also. And let's bury this whole issue, and let's move on with life. So this is something that a person who has the true value of these occasions, that person will do it. The person who appreciates what Allah wa Taala is, Showering down. The person who has the value of for the maghfirat of Allah Ta'ala. The person who truly wants the great heights of the akhirat. Such a person would go ahead and do these things. Such a person would not uh, say, but how can I do this and I'm feeling shy to do it or that person's fault and all these kinds of things. Such a person is the one that will go ahead and doesn't matter whose fault it is. I want to benefit and I want others also to benefit. I want to be forgiven. I want others to be forgiven also. Because this was the heart of Rasulullah He wanted good for everyone. He wanted good even for those who harmed him. For those who hurt him.
He wanted good for everybody. So when Nabi Islam wanted good for everyone, we should have that same enthusiasm in our hearts. That fine, somebody did me wrong, but Allah Ta'ala bless him also. Allah Ta'ala forgive him also. Allah Ta'ala grant him also Jannat. Allah Ta'ala give him also the best of dunya and akhirat. That is the jazbah that Nabi Islam had for the good for everybody. For the good for those who did so much of harm to him. So we should also do the same. So it doesn't matter if somebody else was at fault, we take the initiative. And we sort the matter out and rectify it. So that we also get forgiven, others also get forgiven. So this is the other category that Nabi Sallallahu mentioned. So one was the person who commits shirk gets deprived. The person who harbors malice, such a person is deprived. One who is disobedient to his parents. One who is uh, involved in cutting off of family ties and family relationships. Such a person is also deprived of the virtues of this night. Then there is another category, the person who indulges in intoxicants, mudminu khamrin. Then this is also a person who is deprived of the mercies of this night. We should make dua, we should be ourselves, staying away from anything of this nature, and we should be making dua for others also, who are involved in such things, taking of intoxicants, we should make sincere dua, that Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, Forgive them, give them the tawfiq of totally making, giving up these evils and making sincere tawbah. We should be making dua for one and all. Then another aspect which doesn't apply to us, but we should be encouraging those in our families, our fathers, brothers, but with respect in a very good way. Not in a way that disrespects anybody. One is... What is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif is that the person who lowers his garments, meaning males, lowers his garments below his ankles. Such a person is deprived of the mercy of this night. So this does not apply to females. Females must keep their garments below the ankles. But males are to keep their garments above their ankles. So if anybody is not following, following this in our families, we should then very nicely, very, very respectfully, in a very kind way, in a very diplomatic way, we should be encouraging them to adopt the correct procedure, adopt the teaching of Rasulullah and avoid lowering their garments beneath their ankles. So these are some of the aspects that have been mentioned in the hadith of those who are deprived, there are other categories as well, person who indulges in black magic, jadu, sihar, these are the very severe things that have been mentioned in the ahadis, very severe punishments mentioned for those who indulge in all these kind of things, and such a person is also deprived of the mercies of this night. So, these are things that we should be making sincere toba from. The major sins... We should make tawbah from it, beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, cry to Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala, and in this way, we will gain the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala. This will serve as a preparation for the Mubarak month of Ramadan. Now that the person has cleared his heart of malice, has made sincere tawbah from shirk, has given up the haram, has rectified the relationships with people, has removed 
the disobedience from our lives, for our parents, for our elders. Now such a person is clean and ready for the Mubarak month of Ramadan. Such a person will truly benefit from the Mubarak month of Ramadan. Such a person will get closer to Allah Ta'ala. And this will become very manifest in such a person's life, in Ramadan and after Ramadan also. You will see the clear change, you will see the progress. And where a person didn't prepare beforehand, didn't clear the heart, didn't make sincere toba, then such a person, the Ramadan also goes like that. After Ramadan also there is no change. Life just carries on like nothing happened. But this is a very dangerous thing. The month of Ramadan is a guest that comes from Allah wa Ta'ala. And a person who shows indifference to the guest of Allah Ta'ala, then this is a very dangerous thing. We should be treating the guest of any guest comes, we need to treat that guest very well. A person needs to pay full attention to that guest. The guest of Ramadan is coming. This is a guest from Allah Ta'ala's side. We need to take full benefit from this guest, but by showing it the full attention. Treating it well, by doing what we are supposed to do, by refraining from what we are supposed to refrain from. Otherwise, we will be the losers. So may Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us tawfiq that these Mubarak occasions come, they give us a chance to sit up and reflect. They give us a chance to take stock of ourselves. What are we doing? Where are we headed to? Allah ta'ala could have put this virtue in some other month. Could have put it three, four months before. But this has come just half a month before Ramadan. Just on the doorstep of Ramadan. On the one hand, it makes us reflect within ourselves. Do we have these evils within us so that we may start correcting our lives. We may clean ourselves out. And it makes us then get ready for the Mubarak month of Ramadan. So this is also the favor of Allah wa Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala placed this great occasion just on the doorstep of Ramadan. That this serves as a preparation for the Mubarak month. But how unfortunate we would be and what great losers we would be if we just let these occasions come and go and we don't do what we are supposed to do. We don't refrain from what we are supposed to refrain from so we should not let that happen. So on this Mubarak night, we should engage ourselves in as much ibadat as we can. Sincerely making dua to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, making nafil namaz, making tilawat of the Quran Sharif, zikr, tasbihat, and whatever other ibadat we can make, we should be turning to Allah ta'ala sincerely in dua, make dua for ourselves, make dua for the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala grant me and all of us the tawfiq, wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه اجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين